When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This is your extra show, which we like to bring you towards the tail end of the week, uh, which is going to preview uh, this weekend's coming game. Joining me on uh, the show this week is one of my bestest, bestest pals, one of our top serious podcasters, Mr Colin McMillan. Colin, thank you for joining me on this week's Extra. It's a pleasure, Cam. It's always good to be on Extra. My mum and dad listen to these ones when I'm on, so I need to try not to swear, because they do get annoyed when I do that. Mm, it's interesting, because if you're not a good guest, I'll swear at you. Your dad's going to end up chapping my door. Is that what's likely to happen, is it? Oh, I'll shielding just now. I think you'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I would never do that. Never do that for one of the guys who, um, as I say, spawned one of the best podders that we've got on Heart and Hand. Um, and I do mean that because, like you say, regularly your show always gives me a good bit of mirth as we are uh, laughing our way through what has been a tremendously successful season so far. And hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we'll continue to move on to the next level uh, following the Scottish Cup tie that we have against Celtic at the weekend. Before we get into that, Colin, um, we're, we're going to hit on some serious stuff just now because um, across the course of the week, uh, we have had an update regarding uh, the Glenn Kamara racism incident. Um, so just to, to give anyone who perhaps hasn't heard the story already, uh, a couple of days ago, Rangers have now um, had confirmation from UEFA that Slavia Prague's Andre Kudela has now been banned for 10 matches after being found to have racially abused Glenn Kamara. And Kamara himself has been suspended for three games following uh, being found guilty of assaulting Kudela in the tunnel after um, the, the sides met at Ibrox in March. Um, Colin... The, the other side to this, which we, we should touch on as well, is that as part of that whole uh, in, well, series of incidents, I suppose you could call it, is that Kamar Roof, who was obviously one of the two players that were sent off in that game, um, has also been banned for four games as well, uh, following a, a very, very, um, you know, horrific challenge on the goalkeeper, which, as we covered at the time, you know, quite happy to say was was absolutely not meant, but you know it looks bad, and uh, I think we were expecting something on that lines. Maybe a little bit harsh in terms of four games because three tends to be the standard, and I'm not really too sure that anyone could look at that and prove intent. However, regardless, um, we have had an additional uh, nine thousand euro fine, uh, which is due to failing to control players. That is completely separate to everything because that is part and parcel of UEFA's. Uh, you know, if you have an X amount of players booked, then that fine automatically comes into play. Let's get into the biggest chunk of that, Colin, which is is the Cadella ban. Now, um, there's a, there's been some, I probably think the best way to describe it is probably some miscommunication, which has came from uh, various different parties around the, the, the ban itself and the length of games. The 10-game ban is the minimum that UEFA could have provided to, to Cadella uh, following the incident. 
Um, I think that uh, you saw the player reactions uh, in the fallout of all of this uh, and Rangers' uh, reactions in terms of standing by um, Glenn Kamara. Obviously, there was online abuse that was directed to some of the players, Kamara Roof in particular, uh, which was disgusting. Um, Rangers have started to step up their interactions uh, with uh, social media platforms and meeting them, having this conversation around how to to audit the authentication of new accounts and basically taking great responsibility for it. The thing that kind of concerns me with all of this, Colin, is that UEFA have suspended this player for his club game and also for international representations in their tournaments. So there is a very good chance that he's now not going to feature in the Euros uh, for the Czech Republic. The the problem I've got with all of this is it just feels to me like it's a box ticked. Whereas I think what we were all hoping for is this is an opportunity to crack down on this type of behaviour, which fans, clubs, players, well outside of Rangers, I might add, everybody wanted UEFA to be able to take the responsibility for this. And yet again, as far as I'm concerned, we've missed the opportunity. Yeah, so there's there's a lot to unpack there. Um, looking at the, the initial ban, this ten game ban that he's been given, uh, I spoke on the the, the update um, amendment yesterday about that and how I was actually surprised and that it's not enough, obviously, but it was probably more than expected from UEFA, unbeknown to me that the minimum was ten days, uh, ten games. If if they if that if that if what he did is what they think is suitable for the minimum punishment available, then I just don't know, Cammy, what you would actually have to do as a player on the pitch in one of their Premier tournaments to get longer than that. I'm not going to say what he said to Glenn Kamara. We all know what he said. It's been in various news outlets and everywhere else. I just don't know what you can do or say that's much worse than that, Cammy, that would make you have a look at more than the minimum fine, uh, the minimum ban in terms of games. It just seems ridiculous. Um, there's a minimum they can give, they've given it, and they're hoping that's going to be the end of it. And it's just nowhere near good enough. Um, the guy is going to miss the Euros now, which is great. Um, it looks like he's, his club have been knocked out of the club as well tonight, which is even better. So he will definitely lose the Euros, which is brilliant. That's what he deserves. doesn't deserve to go and represent his country and have people all over the world watch him. But I think it should be far more. There's been cases spoken about in the last couple of days from people like Gary Lineker, people like Ian Wright getting involved. This is big, big news, and football people are, are interested in this and appalled by it. Um, I think Kieran Trippier got a, a more banned, more games banned for betting. Um, I think there's been players banned for having betting companies on their underpants. Um, stuff that's just nowhere near as important or as bad as this, Cami. And they, they give this guy just 10 matches. So he basically will miss the end of the season, he'll miss the Euros, and then the next season will kick off and he'll be there. Whereas our player, Glenn Kamara, won't be there for our next our next European games. He probably will be for his teams. It's just scandalous, really. I, I was upset about it yesterday, and I'm more upset about it today the more I found out about it and exactly how they've went about it and how the minimum level of punishment they could offer is what they've went for. It just, it's, it's just really, really appalling. I think the concern that I've got with all of this was we knew it was going to happen. And what I mean by that is if, you, if anyone... Um, was able to see Conor Goldson uh, at the press conference following the incident. You saw the kind of... He was just completely disenfranchised with everything that was going to happen as a part of this process. Because I think, you know, as you've rightly pointed out, Colin, there was just a kind of gut feeling that nothing 
major was going to happen. Um, and it just feels a lot like you can abuse players within that tournament by using horrendous language. But if you're going to breach a sponsorship uh, rule or, as you say, a corporate partner rule and in any way potentially breach any of that, that seems to matter to UEFA far more than protecting players. And the reason is the fact I say protecting players is not because I don't expect UEFA to turn around and say that they can control everything that comes out of players' mouths. I don't mean that. There's lines that are crossed. That was a, a big line that was crossed in terms of, you know, Cadella because he doesn't understand the, 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 the basics of human decency as far as I'm concerned. Now what we've got is a scenario that he is going to serve this ban, probably except uh, quite clearly his club have vindicated his behaviour, they've vindicated their fans' behaviours you know, the, the, uh, online and um, this is just where it has just died a death as far as I'm concerned in terms of having the opportunity to really punish this uh, this player, the, the club and their resultant action as well and UEFA have just kind of pretty much washed their hands of it and I hate to say that Conor Goldson is right because I really hope that he wasn't, I really hope that he would have been pleasantly surprised at UEFA taking an, you know, uh, an alternative course of action which he you know, wasn't expecting because they would have cracked down on it, they've chosen not to um, Rangers uh, shortly after receiving this update released their own statement and I'll just read this out for anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to, uh, to hear it so far is Rangers notes the UEFA disciplinary decision relating to our fixture versus Slavia Prague Ibrox on the 18th of March we welcome the suspension imposed on Audrey Candela this not only vindicates Glenn Kamara's evidence but underlines the severity of the comment given the number of games which have been um, imposed by UEFA. Nevertheless, we believe that the sanctions um, imposed on our two players of Glenn Kamara and Kamara Roof are severe. We have written to UEFA seeking clarification and writing on the basis that we intend to appeal the suspensions of both players and we will make no further comment on this matter. Um, I think it's interesting that we're talking about potentially... um, appealing the roof ban. I don't think that the roof ban will go anywhere from being honest. I think that will will stay as it's. Um, there has been a, a report which came out earlier on today. We're recording on Thursday night, folks, uh, to say that Police Scotland have now submitted a report on alleged racist abuse and an assault involved within the game. Um, it's now sent with the Procurator Fiscal. Uh, however, as yet, no one has been charged. Probably, again, coming back to that tick box exercise calling. Um, but again, like you say, from that perspective, it just shows where Slavia tied themselves in knots in terms of what happened on the night, what didn't happen. Um, I've got to be honest with you, I think the club can try and appeal it, but I don't think anything's going to happen. No, I'm not convinced much will happen with it. I think they have to appeal it. They have to do the right thing, which is to appeal it and do everything they can. Um, I think the word from Glenn Kamara's lawyer is that this was initially a five-game ban that Kamara was looking at, and he got it reduced to three. Um, so if his lawyers manage to get it down from five to three, I don't see them um, bending any further than that. Um, but it's the right thing to do. We should appeal it. Um, but UEFA will just want this over and done with, and they'll see it as they'll see it as dealt with now. Um, you mentioned them saying that they can't control everything a player does, so it's kind of out with their control. They can only give this ban, and that's it. But Cammy, your your employer and my employer can't control every single thing that you or I do in our working day. But if either of us was to say what he said to Glenn Kamara to somebody in the workplace would be sacked instantly. 
there probably wouldn't even be much of a disciplinary process. It would be so open and shut. Um, they've got the power to withhold registration. They can stop them playing in European competitions. They can do their UEFA. They're the most powerful people in football alongside FIFA. They, there's a lot more they could be doing, but they just don't want to do it. Um, as for Slavia, the fact that we get fined nine thousand euros or nine thousand pounds for getting more than five players booked, and they're not going to get any sort of punishment for their behaviour in this, the way they supported them, the way they sent out statement after statement of lies, it's it's just beyond belief, to be honest with you. Um, it's just so so frustrating. And Glenn Kamara, to be fair to him, has been super, super strong throughout all this. He's come out, he spoke to the press, he spoke to the news, he spoke to the club outlets. He's been very, very open about it. He's taken the unusual step of actually telling people the words that were used, um, which wouldn't have been easy for him to do and for him to go over that and repeat it and all that. And it's done him no good whatsoever, really, Cammy, has it? No, it hasn't. And you know what? You know, again, like I said, I don't want to kind of focus on this too much, folks, because, uh, again, like I said, whilst it is serious there is also a point where i hate seeing glenn kamara involved in this because he's such a a, a kind of well-mannered well-natured placid guy he's not one of these guys that ramps up and down the park looking to kind of do people he's not like that and he's not like that as a person um and i hate seeing this weight around his neck in terms of this whole process and procedure and stuff. I hope, as you say, Colin, that his um his ban does get reduced. I, I again I don't think it will if I'm being honest, because I think UEFA UEFA fundamentally want this to go away, right? That's the simplest way of being able to try and put it. They do, but here's the thing, Cammy, it's it's not going to go away for Glenn Commander because he will start to put this behind them, as he will, and he'll start to try and box it off and move on from it. He'll finish this season, he'll do a pre-season, we'll have European qualifiers, and he won't be able to play because of this. So it's not going away for Glenn Kamara and Glenn, the impact it's had on him. Um, like I said earlier, the, the Cadell could be, could be back playing again before Kamara even has his ban. It's it's just, it, it just astounds me, the whole thing. I am... Um, I can't believe that Glenn Kamara has ended up with punishment off the back of this and what's happened to him, um, especially the restraint that he showed on the pitch um, at the time. It's just bizarre. But you're right, like, there's more to talk about. Um, to, to quickly to go on to Kamar Roof, I think four games is harsh for him, Cammy. Um, I think he's probably been found more guilty because of the aftermath of what he'd done rather than what he actually did. Had he went with that high foot and connected with the guy's shoulder, I don't think MD would be talking about it the way they did. He's, this is a conversation because it's hit the guy in the face and the blood and the pictures that came off the back of it. Um, three games is the standard for that sort of thing. A dangerous tackle for a straight red card. That would be fair. I think we don't have much to complain about. Why this extra game's been tacked on for him, I don't know. And that's one I'd like to see his appeal and hopefully maybe do something with because I think we've got a lot, a lot more chance of getting something done with that one than the Kamara stuff. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe... I'm going to say it's the best ball in the world, right? And it's it's all wishful thinking, but it's always incidents like that to me where, you know, no matter if you're UEFA or, or you know, even in the SPFL or whatever, you have to have ex-players involved within your disciplinary panel. Um, I would say, I'd even go as far as saying that if, and it's not because it's Rangers, right? I don't mean it like that. But even if you've got someone within that panel who, as I say, is an ex-player, understands the game, has played the game, understand what can happen to that, when you look at it and, as I say, your motion and your trajectory takes you within that that space. You you understand the difference between someone doing that deliberately, setting out to do someone, and someone 
as I say, just just losing the flight of the ball and committing for the ball or whatever, right? But the other part that I would put in that is we're not, and again, this is very much wishful thinking, we're not you could have some sort of history or background, you know, awareness as to whether or not you've got a player who's committed multiple offences like this in the past, then is that a greater sign of intent? You don't know because what you're also then saying at that point is could have been a you know a flash of anger. But that's not what happened in the, the, the that incident. Kamal Ruth very simply doesn't mean to do it, does it? I think that, you know, yes, there is maybe a little bit of mitigation around if you hit him in the shoulder or whatever, okay, fair enough. But Colin, we've seen enough of modern football to say that, you know, you go in with your feet that high, any type of contact against the goalkeeper, you know, you'd be lucky to get away with a yellow, I think is probably the best way to put it. But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with the roof decision. I think the, the as you said, the imagery of it afterwards probably is worse than the the incident itself, and then again, like you said, that's where the uh, the challenge will certainly come into. Um, anyway, let's move on uh, because we have got um, arguably the biggest game of the season coming up, which is our Scottish Cup tie against Celtic, which has been moved from the Saturday tea time kickoff to Sunday afternoon, um, following the arrangements for the funeral of Prince Philip. Colin, um, I don't know if you know or not, but we won the league over a month ago. Um, yet you, if you were to believe uh, some of the conversation coming out of um, Parkhead, uh, we are playing now the best team in the country, uh, which is odd given the fact they haven't won anything. Um, let's talk seriously for a second. I think a big focus for us at, the, at this moment in time is um, we are unsure as to whether or not James Tavener will be able to be back fit. Uh, the press conference is going to be on Friday morning. We're recording Thursday night. I think it'll be interesting, Colin, as to whether or not Tav is going to be fit. The manager alluded to an outside chance at last week's press conference that he would make the Celtic game. Um, however, I am comfortable that Nathan Patterson, for me, has done very, very well in terms of stepping in for Tav. Uh, if, if we've got the option, I think Tav is a great choice as long as he's fit because of what he can produce for us going forward. But I'm also very comfortable with Nathan Patterson defensively uh, filling in at right back. Um, I'm not throwing Liam Balligan under the bus, but there was a reason as to why they targeted Liam Balligan at right back the last time that we played them. And I don't think Patterson has that level of discomfort being able to play within his natural position. It's not natural for Liam Balligan. Yeah, I've got absolutely no fear whatsoever of uh, young Nathan Patterson playing from the start um, at the weekend. Um, I don't think he's really put a foot wrong, <laughs> certainly not on the pitch anyway. And um, he's a more than able deputy at the time uh, for this. If, if Tav is back, brilliant. However, I'd be very wary about him coming back from this injury and right into a match like this without even getting any minutes the previous week. Um, he can do all his running, he can do what he wants in training, but actual match fitness is a completely different thing. Um, to throw him in at the start, I just think it's a bit of a risk. And we all know James Tavenier and how much he'll want to play. We saw how keen he was, how unkeen he was to go off the pitch when he was injured in the first place. He tried to play on a couple of times and potentially made it worse for himself. So he'll be well be wanting to play. If he thinks he's fit, he'll want to do it. But I'm not sure if it's the right call. Um, I would maybe have him on the bench and use him if needed. But start with Nathan Patterson regardless. Um, maybe bring Tav on for the penalty shoot if it's needed, can we? <laughs> um, I think, you know what, I think the manager will trust Tav to make that decision and to, to you know, declare himself fit if he feels that that's possible. Um, 
it's it's difficult, Colin, because we've not played brilliantly against Celtic the last couple of times that we've played them. We we absolutely blew them away um, in the opening Old Firm game of uh, of the season. Um, I think that the the one all draw the last time we played them probably showed that we needed a little bit more in terms of intensity, but we also wanted to be able to get into a regular routine of being able to try and play games as well. Um, we've got a little bit of that. We've got enough rest in between games at the moment. Um, we came off a very strong win, as you would expect, against Cove Rangers. Uh, a very confident win, in my opinion, against Hibs, who have probably been our toughest domestic opponent of the season. Um but let's put all things to one side. Celtic, you know, they, they are off of a 6-0 victory. They will want to be able to come in and make their mark against us because they'll have seen it as we ruining the 10 for them. Um, the Scottish Cup is now they're going to be their only hope at it. The club has hemorrhaged key, um, you know, uh, key positions such as, you know, their manager has left, their CEO is going uh, director of recruitment has, has, has gone, their head of recruitment has, has left, the captain is leaving. Celtic are very much a sinking ship, but John Kennedy, I believe, at least thinks that he can try and get that job permanently. He will be getting the players motivated for, for Sunday. I think he will get them motivated. Um, it's, it's a massive, massive match for them, and it's a, an opportunity for them to to not salvage their season, but at least try and go out for a whimper. Um Equally, though, it's a massive game for us, Cammy. We spoke about those last two old firm games where we haven't been at our best, but we've still got through them with a victory and a draw. Um, it's going to be quite interesting. The last couple of games we've played Celtic, obviously with the pressure and the intensity of an old firm game, but we've had a bit of a, a lead going into those games and we've been in the, we've had the big advantage going into it. This is a one-off, winner-takes-all tie, really, isn't it? Where all bets are off, league positions are kind of forgotten about for this game. And... On paper, it should be a really, really good match. I just hope they don't cancel each other out. Um, but I'll, I'll echo kind of what I heard David saying on the update today. If Celtic are at their best and we're at our best, then there's only one winner because we are this season the far better side than them in all areas of the pitch. So we just need to go out, play our game, play the game that we played all season that we're so good at, stick to that system, and we should go through it the next round of the Cup. That's what I'm looking forward to on Sunday. There's one of those things, right, where I think it's it's where sport becomes so um, it's so much of a crossover because as you rightly say on paper in the cold hard light of day we are a better team we have had far better performances uh, we've scored some wonderful incredible goals this season everyone has contributed towards that I think at this point in time there's maybe four or five leading contenders for player of the season which you know is wafer thin between your respective selections of Tav, Al McGregor, Connor Goldson, Stephen Davis, Ryan Kent has been chipping in with some of that stuff as well, which I think you know we'll, we'll start to to factor into some of that thinking. Um, it shouldn't be anything close to a competition. I think what's important, however, um, and and this is the key difference now, is that we can go into a cup game as champions and use the emphasis of this is what victory, you know, it, it, you know, this is what being a winner feels and tastes like. We've got the opportunity to take that into the into the cup tournament, and now being able to try and make sure that we go out there and express ourselves appropriately. I, I, I you know, I don't think that we had to. I still think that we had a gear against Hibs, if not two, that we could have went into quite comfortably. 
But I would say at this point in time, um, I'd be happy to leave all out in the field on Sunday just to make sure that we progress past them. Um, and I think that, you know, as I say, our players will be choking to get at them. The last old firm was fundamentally a dead rubber. Um, now we can come back into a bit of pressure. And this is a Rangers team that, and as far as I'm concerned, certainly in the European stage, thrives under pressure. Yeah, I, I think you're you're spot on. I, I think the players will be bang up for this. The players, th- this whole management team and players have, have underachieved in domestic cups in the last three seasons. Um, they've been poor on a number of occasions and they've spoke about that recently. The manager spoke about that and how he wants to change that. He, he wants to double as much as we all do. And it will be an interesting dynamic, them coming to play us. And we are the champions. We have won the league. We've got that offer back. Um they're going to have to park the park their bus at Edmonston Drive, Cami, which is a big long street full of lampposts, full of flags and um, posters at the minute that say 55 all over them. Um, they're then going to have to go into a stadium which has been decorated with 55s everywhere and then play in a pitch with no fans in the stands but 55 badges and flags and all sorts all over the ground as well. So that's going to be in their face. They're, we're going to have to show them and make them really aware who we are. We are the champions and we're not scared of them. That The ascendancy is ours now. We're the team in Glasgow and we mean business and we just need to do that attitude on the park as well and make it a, a tough, tough day for them because we're more than man enough to do it. Man for man, we should. And, and listen, you know, but that, that's where I think that that's absolutely key is because um, there's been plenty of times, right, let's not, let's not pretend that there hasn't been, but there's been plenty of times where we've had that feeling of kind of going over there, they've lorded it over us They've they've absolutely felt as if the, the you know they've ran the, the the rooster. We we can now go to be able to exert ourselves in the right way, um, through as I say through that hard work, through that skill, through that determination, going with the league championship in our back pocket. Um, a, a team that, as far as I'm concerned, look disjointed. I think that they're very much there to be got at. Yes, I know that they had a very strong performance uh, in the last round of the Scottish Cup. So did we. Um, and I actually think that we took more out of uh, a win of a lesser margin against Hibs because, again, like you say, Hibs have provided us with you know some some tough competition this season. The most important thing, I think, more than anything else, Colin, is that we have to be able to try and go out there with that attitude and that mentality. If we can do that, then I, I do genuinely believe that we can make the game far easier for ourselves by relying on the players that I mentioned beforehand, being able to try and see it. Alfie now has... I wouldn't even call it a hoodoo because I wasn't. I didn't care about it. I really genuinely didn't. I don't think a lot of Rangers fans did about the fact that he hadn't scored against us. But they cared about it. So now that they don't have that against him in terms of he's never scored against them, I honestly believe that this will now get him into a better space with less weight of that on his shoulders. So therefore, he'll just be able to, to express himself a lot better. He's got wound up in these games before. But I think Alfie coming back into it on his game... I don't see any of their defenders being able to handle him. Yeah, no, I don't think they will. And I think the fact that he's that he's got that goal, which I agree with you, it wasn't something that really bothered me because he was still contributing in these games. He was doing other stuff other than scoring. And frankly, other players were stepping up and scoring goals for us against them. So it wasn't a big a deal for me. But him being a striker, him being how he is, I think it will have meant something to him. And he'll be glad that that so-called hoodoo is away now as well. And he might take shots a little bit cleaner he might not swipe at stuff that he maybe was doing in the past to try and get that goal so yeah I think he's quite a danger man for us at the weekend 
Um, I don't think we've got any excuses, Cammy, coming up. I think, like you say, we, we played Cove Rangers, we played Hibs, we had gears that we could have moved on. Um, we don't really have any injuries other than Tav. Um, we've had a whole week to prepare for this game as well, an extra day, even than what we were planning for after, the obviously, the news about Prince Philip. So there's no reason why we shouldn't go into this game up for it already and prepared the way we've spoke about all the things we've just mentioned. It's it's just down to the team on the day now to to make it happen. Um, I'm very very much looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good game, and I, I do think we'll be happy come the end of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And most important thing now is just the fact that Rangers go out there with um with, with, with one eye on that that doggedness, that determination of being able to to progress past them. Um, as you've rightly said, you know we've we've not had the fear against them for a very long time. They have at us, you know, against us now. But listen, you know what? They'll try and find a way to be able to try and get themselves motivated. Um, I think the fans will start to to think that they can be able to try and lay a glove on us. We have to be able just to simply do what we've done all season, which is just simply you know keep the foot on their neck and just not allow any opportunity for them to be able to try and uh, and get into the game and to settle it. And I'm, I'm very comfortable we can try and do that with uh, a, a strong, dominant performance. Colin, um, I'll do what I always do with my guests on Extra for the upcoming game. I would like a scoreline off you, and if you believe that um, Rangers will score some goals, who do you think will score them? Um, I think we're going to win 2-0 on Sunday, um, and I think Morelos will score, and I think Ryan Kent will score as well. That's I'll do a wee bet builder for that at some point over the weekend, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. See what I get for that. Um, it's, it's played to finish, like I said earlier, so extra time penalties are required on Sunday. Um, so there's going to be a winner come the end of the day, one way or not. And we've only uh, there's only one old firm penalty shootout that I can remember in my lifetime, anyway, Cami. And I was in bits during it, so I'm hoping it doesn't come at that this weekend. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I, I know that what you're saying is like you know we could take a really strong performance right now. I would take a one 0 you know, ninety seventh minute winner from you know, Connor. I'd, I'd take it for Alan McGregor at the moment. Um, but Nathan yeah, Parson would be nice. Nathan Parson <laughs> would be nice. Literally just about to say that. That would be wonderful <laughs> just to just to propel him into it and give him a nice wee break off after his um, um, after his hearing. It'll be in, on Monday as well. Um, listen, that'll do us uh, for, for extra for this week's folk. David, will be back with you uh, with all of the uh, old firm um breakdown um, on Monday on uh, the flagship. If you've enjoyed listening to myself and Colin, um, please jump over to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, where you can get up to four or five shows a day. I think the other day, Colin, we had something like nine shows out in one day. Um, But the other thing is, and and Colin mentioned it as well, folks, uh, we'll always do a a quick breaking news pod if anything kind of comes out. We did that across the course of this week uh, with the Kamada incidents that we're talking about as well, just to put our opinions out there and stuff as well and get the opportunity for you guys uh, to weigh in with your thoughts as well via our kind of comment section. Uh, Colin, it's a great community that we've built up over there and uh, there's uh, some brilliant shows on it and your shows are on it too. Yeah, thanks for that. That's good. Yeah, no, <laughs> the the community side of things is is one of the most satisfying because you don't have to look far on the internet nowadays to find toxicity. It's there on most most fan forums. It's there on Twitter. You see it all over social media. I play a lot of FIFA online, and you even see it playing a stupid video game. So what we've built there is something which really to be proud of. We have debates where we don't all agree, all agree with the same things at the same times, but we talk about it respectfully. And the community and the comment section on the Patreon are genuinely a good place to be, um, as it should be, because we're all Rangers fans and we all want the same things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So please jump on, uh, jump on over 
and check us out, folks. So it would be great to, to have you join us. Uh, my thanks to executive producers in London, uh, Mr. Mike Lee and Paul Myers. Uh, but most importantly, thank you, Mr. Colin McMillan, for coming on and uh, joining me on Extra. Uh, you're always a welcome guest uh, in these here parts. Absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Uh, enjoy the game on Sunday as best you can before the battle fever starts to build. Uh, and let's make sure that we get around to the next uh, the next round of the cup as well. We'll speak to you again next week. Thanks all. Podcast Network.